Mood.tv Happy New Year, everybody. We're uh, we're back. We got it's ve- it's family style today. The family is back. The OG variety. We figured out we would we figured we would start the year with the generic. Let me ask you a question. Brand. So we've got the Gregor Man, the white bread version of <laughs> Let Me Ask You a Question. Yeah, this is straight up white bread. And we got producer EJ five thousand. I don't like that you call this the generic version. Generic yep. implies not as good. This is generally the Eric version being my real name, and generally the Eric version is better. Gen Eric, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I meant Generation Eric. <laughs> That's what I thought everybody was picking up on. That's what I thought they were inferring, but thanks for spelling it out. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Here's a... Uh, happy New Year. Here's to 2021. Uh, can't get much worse, so... <laughs> Here's hoping that it's only go up from here. Yeah. Here's hoping that it's a uh, it's a good it's a good time. I did something new. This is just so everybody knows. We are recording on New Year's Day, and I um I sound a little subdued because I am subdued. I had a long night last night, and I did something I had never done before. That is, I ordered from three different restaurants <laughs> for delivery. <laughs> And had leftovers. So we ordered from three different restaurants and had leftovers. We I would hope you'd have leftovers. No, no, no. And ate leftovers. We don't have leftovers from last night. Oh. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. In addition to the things you ordered. Correct. You were eating other things. That's correct. Uh, it wasn't enough to order from three restaurants, so we had to bust out the leftovers. So we ordered from Domino's, Panda Express, and a deli, and ate leftovers, and... We finished it. <laughs> and it was three of us. Obvious follow-up questions. What did you get from the deli? And then what did you get from Panda Express? And what were the leftovers? I want to know what the melange well, was. I also want to know the Domino's toppings. So let's, let's be real. Okay. Okay. The, the, actually, normally this probably wouldn't be too interesting, but listen to this. Listen to how big fat <laughs> fucks we are. So from Panda Express, Meredith thought she was ordering two quarts of chow mein but she ordered four accidentally and we (laughs) ate it all we still finished it we each had our own chow mein bucket and there was a remainder bucket and i started using it as my plate i would just throw other things from the other places into my (laughs) chow mein quart at the pizza the dominoes we we did have two toppings and those toppings were cheese and cheese we got (laughs) you got extra cheese we had Cheese times three on the Domino's oh, pizza. Oh, yeah. extra, 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 extra cheese. Three, extra, two, two we, it was a two-topping yeah. pizza, and those were both extra cheese. <laughs> uh, the deli, not so interesting. We got a variety of French fries, and mm. and we got chicken. They're the most delicious chicken fingers I've ever had are from this particular deli. Shout out to Columbia Deli on the Upper West Side. It's uh, And then we had my mom's leftover stromboli. Shout out to mom. Wow. <laughs> And we ate all of it. We ate all of it. Wow. So I don't feel great. I mean, four quarts of chow mein is enough. <laughs> yeah. And that hangover you alluded to last night was not the hangover I thought you were going to talk no, about. No, just food coma. Just straight up food coma. I mean, there was plenty of alcohol as well, um, but it's definitely more of a food coma than anything. And 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 I haven't pooped yet. 
Like I had a little pellet poop. Ooh. Oh boy. So I'm worried that when I do, it's going to be one of those moments that was in like in California when I had to have my feet up on the wall, like stirrups <laughs> to try and force out that baseball sized shit. I worry it's going to be that <laughs> awful meal last night. Awful multitudes of meals. Awfully awesome. But whatever. That was a good way to end the year, I think. And so I've prepared a question for our first episode of the 2021. We don't really have seasons, I guess, but the 2021 year. We've had a never-ending season like Bob Dylan's on a never-ending tour. And Kisses on a never-ending farewell tour. So here's the question du jour to start out 2021. Would you say the less we know about something, the more clear it is, or the more you know about something, the less clear it is? Hmm. I like this idea, and I think that we're going to be talking, as we do on this show, in generalities and in percentages. And Yeah, definitely percentages and <laughs> definitely, definitely rock-solid science. Rock-solid science, because hearing you ask the question, I, I can hear if we're talking about all sorts of different things, spiritual and figurative things. I can absolutely say, of course, the more we know, the more we know that we don't know. The more we know about the stars and space, the more we're aware of how little we know. Uh-huh, yeah. But like, you know, if like I look outside and it's raining and I know it's raining and I know it's wet, that's 100%. Like there's, <laughs> there's little debate in certain things with that same thinking. Yeah, you don't got to be a meteorologist to know it's wet outside when it's raining. I see the red on the stove. It's probably hot. I touch it. It's hot. It's hot. You know, it's 100%. I have no more question. Hot. Yeah. But figuratively speaking, I think that certainly there's, there's a lot to, to digest there. What do you think, Greg, man? First thoughts. Well, I... First thought is, are you trying to unravel the, the more you know? Wait, is, then I think what is you're that? Gonna, you're going to add a tag. It's like, what, what was that? Um, it's like television 90s stuff. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it'd be a jingle. But I feel like you would change it to the more you know, the less you know, <laughs> or something like that. But, you know, um, I, th- I I agree. I agree with, with EJ. It is definitely a situational thing there. Mm-hmm. I think there are probably... More things that align with what you said, where if you know more, you actually know less. My question would come in to like religion. Sure. Because I feel like there's two thoughts of religion. It's like the interpretive way of taking it where you, you know, you read the good book or whatever and, and you interpret it and, and then you put into practice what you think it means versus the people who live by the book. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel like a lot of times when you live by the book, you're... You, probably know a little bit less about like real life. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting way to take it because the religious thing is of of course always endlessly interesting and fascinating to me. But I think because of the nature of religion, there's a lot of intuition that goes into it. It's kind of how religion Mm -hmm. speaks to you. And because of that, I think there's a certain amount of not being able to know everything about it. And so it's actually easier to wrap your head around because eventually it's you are the be-all and the end-all of your decision-making process vis-a-vis religion. So that actually makes that makes sense that why uh, religion is very useful to, to people. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's, it gives you kind of um, a little bit more control in some ways. I agree, except for like the, you know, taking the word for that. That's where I think it, you, you go off the rails is when you just, the word is, is like word is bond. What it says is what you do. I mean, yeah, make no bones about it. 
it can be absolutely terrible depending <laughs> on how you interpret it. But like you were saying, as you get to interpret it. Exactly. You, know, you, yeah. you get to have the, the choice and the power by however you want to interpret it, which is, yeah. Yeah, you want to kill millions of people. You absolutely can interpret it that way. And it's still super easy. It's super easy because you're just interpreting it. But I think that's the tool of, of religion is that we get... We get to do that. And I think for most people, that it turns out to be a very helpful thing and a good thing and a healthy thing for them to get through their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day. Well, either way there, too, I think like it's it's helpful for everybody who dives into it, whether that makes them a quote unquote good or bad person. Yeah. It's up for debate, right? Yep. But it's definitely a helpful tool. Yeah, totally. Not to digress too much, but because you sang that jingle before, did I ever tell you about when I entered the Folgers songwriting competition? <laughs> no. Definitely haven't told me, nor the show. So Okay. This is going to be a quick digression, be- only because I don't think we've talked about it on the MIAC. But Folgers, about a decade ago, held a competition to retool their jingle. Now, I misread everything about this competition, and I rewrote a jingle. <laughs> I did. I created a new jingle for Folgers, but I the idea was actually to re retool their the original Folgers. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. But I did a whole other thing, and it went something like, "Cause the more things change, Folgers stays the same." Damn, that's great. That's, that's that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was the end of it. I was so proud of it. I was so proud of that. And then I sent it in and realized I did it completely wrong and never heard from them, of course. Oh, uh, see, I wish you got a response that was like, hey, listen, this is not what we're looking for, but we're going to put this in the bank and like maybe 10, 15 years down the road, we're switching to this. Like told you definitively right there at some point when the rebrand of Folgers happens, it will be your yeah, song. Yeah, I wish. I, I wish. I hope that I, I hope that somewhere <laughs> along the line that's still floating around in the ether. Can you, for us, one more time, perform that one more time? Because I think this being the New Year's episode, I think that's a perfect slogan slash song for 2020. I think that is like <laughs> the epitome of last year. So how about, can you do us, do us grace us one more time? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Because the more things change, Folgers stays the same. 2020. Oh, yeah, 2020. Sorry. You edit me out there. <laughs> no, no. I just meant to add that as a little tagline at the end, you know, like brought to you by 2020. And you got to blow out the top of your voice like that 1980s Ford Taurus ad. That's oh, beautiful. that's what I mean. It sounds so good for that. Like, I didn't know you had that in you, Anthony. Oh, well, that is a lot of chow mein talking. That's the main chow talking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you missed your mark. I wish you think you should have been born a couple years earlier and you would have been a ridiculously successful ad songwriter. Yeah. Jingles could have been a good market. Oh, well, say la vie. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Yeah, so I was thinking on uh, another type of thing where I think this is very true, where whenever we want to learn something new, no matter what it is, if we don't know much about it, we feel like learning something is probably a lot easier. For instance, if you want to learn how to cook, you would often start small and you'd learn how to, say, cook macaroni and cheese. And once you accomplish that, you don't now know how to cook. You know, you know how to cook a thing. Mm-hmm. But the more that you learn about cooking, the more that you learn that there's so much to learn about cooking. So mm-hmm. uh, or like I was thinking about instruments, you know, like I, I have a, a student who young kids like six years old. And he's like, you know, after I master the drums, I think I'll move on to playing guitar. And, you know, I've been playing drums 15 years and I will never master the drums. There's never 
an amount to there's never a time when I'm like, oh, I've learned it all. But yes. that's because I know now more than I did so that I know how much there is to learn. There's always more to perfect in almost any craft and any skill. So I think that's a, another example of where, yeah, the more that you know, the more you know that you don't know. Yeah, I think I mean, in the history of my playing piano every year, I realize I am shittier at piano. <laughs> no matter how much I've done it for a living and how much better I've gotten at it, you just once you open up all those vistas, once you climb to the top to the up top of the hill, there's always just another vista. Yeah. You know, you don't see you don't see the end. It's just another you suck and there's another hill to climb and if, whether you want to climb that hill or not is up to you, but it's not there's no objective you know, this is like the good Lord doesn't come down and say, now, you know, <laughs> you just. <laughs> yeah. And and thankfully, like for me, I'm not I've never been like the best at anything. I've been very good at things. I learned very quickly. But when you're not the best, at least you can always look up the up to the next mountain and see whoever is better than you. So you know where to to go. So I, I, I I'm sure it's very interesting to be the best at something and then to either have the mindset of like, I'm the best, I don't have to try or to want to still progress because I which I think is probably the norm. Like, how do I push myself? I'm the best at this. I'm like the person I'm number one in the world at tying bow ties. How do I progress further to tie a better bow tie? How do I create a new thing? You know, because being stagnant is got to be terrible for anything that is uh, anybody that's creative about learning something. Yeah. Yeah, bow tie science is actually endless. I, I use that as a crazy example, but probably, right? Like anything has to have more to 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 be learned. Yeah, I'm sure someone's sitting in their basement beneath one exposed light bulb trying to figure out new ways to tie <laughs> bow ties in more interesting, <laughs> efficient ways. That exists yeah. in Germany, I bet. Different materials, different fabrics. Yeah, all kinds of ways to tie a bow tie. I will say, though, that my Folgers jingle perhaps is objectively the end of writing Folgers jingles. I would agree. I think it's the end of writing music. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of music, actually. <laughs> yeah. We've done it. Yeah, that's probably it. All right. Well, let's... So I, I, well, yeah, I, real quick. I guess my question, though, is do we have a uh, answer to the first part of that question where the less you know, the more you actually know? Because I think we hit the, the latter part mm. a lot. Yep. But is there a situation where the less you know is actually more... Right? Is that what it I was? Think, I think that's always the case. But let's talk about that a a after the break. Okay. That's my position is going to be that that's always the case. All right. Uh, we will be right back to talk more about this delicious 2021 uh, morsel. Crumble. Crumb? Crumb. All right. Be right back. Welcome back, everybody. So we are knee deep in the question about complexity. And I would argue, I would argue that the less we know about something, the more, the, the less complex it seems. Because I think we 
tend to chunk things that way. And so we have, if we have an idea of something, we, we, it's, I think it's just part of hubris. It's, it's, it's us being overconfident. We don't tend to look very deeply because we think we know about something and we think we know enough about it. And so it doesn't seem complex, but everything is actually super, super, super complex. Uh, I mean, this is this, the tendrils of what I just said, reach into all kinds of things. Like for instance, I'll just give you an example of something that I think about a lot. It's, it's like when you watch a political debate, like when, when the debates were happening in November, not to be overly political about what it's about, but the whole idea is that they have to boil down things that people have written tons of books about into a one to two minute response. So you can't do anything but lie, but you have to make it seem like you know what you're talking about. Like there's confidence, but you're actually not saying anything with substance at all because there's no time to do that. It's more sociology at that point. You're saying things and words and in a way and look in a way and having your character move in a way that it's what people want to see and hear way less than the substance of the words. It's rhetorical. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just any speech giver you know, throughout, throughout history is you're going to be uh, creating an air that you know what you're talking about, but really it's a sort of advertising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well put. And I think that happens all the time, but that's just one example. I think I really do feel that we are kind of overconfident in how we think of many different things in the universe, just because you can't think about all the particulars. It's not possible for us to do, but that's a really scary thing. So I think we chunk pieces of information off and then we just kind of file it in a file that makes sense to us. Isn't that just easier though? Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. I mean, I think that is, we all do that. I don't think there's anybody that's not doing that at some point. Yeah, that, that reminds me of a, a book that we had to read in college, and I say had to, even though it was a wonderful read. Uh, it was by Shunru, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this name, Shunryu Suzuki, and it's called Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. Mm. And it's kind of this concept that we're talking about where like the most pure mind is the one that knows the least about something. Um, and then the more that you learn, the more you find that your mind gets clouded by needing to know too much almost mm-hmm. um, with, with certain respects. And so the Zen mind, which is supposedly the the highest mind closest to being clear, is linked to the beginner's mind who knows nothing at all. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting concept. So they, yeah, like you're saying, the more you know, the more you want to know or, or the more layers there are, it's especially in that speech telling, like, why did he even say that word? Oh, he used that specific word to trigger a, a, an emotion, even though he was supposed to be talking about something else. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, like you're saying, that would be less complex. Everything gets more complex the more that you want to know about it, I think. I can't think of anything. I'm really having a hard time. It, it goes many different ways. So for like another example, I, I would think, would be something like, because we love talking about science in this show, <laughs> we've gotten in plenty of debates about science. But look, you look at you look at Isaac Newton's discoveries, and and, and it was a Newtonic, Newtonic, Newtonian world for a long, long time. And and the basics of what and listen, I'm going to be the first person to admit I cannot explain these things. I know very broadly about these things. Um, but the idea being that the world seems to work in a certain way and seems to obey certain laws, but that's still filtered through a human consciousness. But just look at what, what Einstein did. He, he, showed, he showed, or he theorized at least, that even those things that seemed so patently clear to us at an even more zoomed in level fall apart as well. 
So at some point, it's just a constant rearranging and a constant recognition that we don't know. But I think often, especially uh, people that kind of say that science is the answer to everything, like you look at Neil deGrasse Tyson's, and I just sort of don't, I just, I disagree because I think science is very value neutral and you can't really talk about it without introducing your own psychology and your own consciousness. And so there are interpretations, even of science, uh, which, you know, is not, it's neither good nor bad. I think there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with it. But anyways, that's just another example of that things just aren't, they aren't clear. They're, they're never clear. And I'm sure somebody will come across, someone will come along in the future that looks at Einstein's theories and says that those can be tweaked. I just think that that's going to happen. I'm thinking about something, uh, a direct life lesson that was a, a, a real example of where I learned about something and then my life became more complicated. Um, I was like three years old, living in Newark, New Jersey, not for nothing. And I remember, don't, I don't have a ton of consciousness connecting this memory, but I was sitting on a toilet and I remember my, like I was too little to have my feet on the ground <laughs> and I pooped. And it was like the first time I like knew that I pooped. And so I pooped and I reached my hand back to see that I, what, like something came out of my butt. Like, I, you know, I was, yes. And I grabbed it. Oh. And I squished it. Oh. And then I pulled it in front of me and I had this poop on my hand. And I was like, I just instantly started crying because I was like, what is this? (laughs) And so before that point in my life, poop wasn't even on my radar. I was pooping my pants. I was pooping in diapers. Didn't even care. But the second that I knew what poop was, now I was a slave to the poop. Yeah. And you've been ever since. (laughs) Ever since. Today, I pooped twice. I've already shot twice in the new year. I'm a slave to it. Slave to the knowledge that that poop is poop. (laughs) I mean, I would say that's probably a good place to end this. I, th- I think we've... You're welcome. I th- yeah, I, I do kind of feel like we've done what we can do there. Gregor, man, do you have any, any final thoughts here? I thought I had final thoughts, but I don't think I do after that. I think that kind of... They got blown away. Yeah, that kind of sums it up. That blew my mind, Yeah. Um, the idea of that. They got. And I wish I had that memory. Like, not necessarily the grabbing it and the understanding, but even just the first time that I pooped, not in a diaper... Mm-hmm. And understanding what that was, I don't, I don't, I don't have that memory in any way, shape, or form. Me neither. Um, but I think that kind of sums up me too, because I do. I would rather, I, I'm, a, I like to think I'm a little bit more simple. I would rather not know more than to get into conversations and and debates on things that I feel like number one that I know I don't know about, but also that the person I am conversing with or debating does not have that much knowledge on either. Just to their point of view and, and the bit that they have learned. Oh, sure. So I'd rather just not, just not. Oh, and let's yeah. talk about something we relate on instead of trying to talk about something we don't relate on. I mean, often people can really avoid a lot of bullshit, like with political conversations and stuff yeah. like that, if they just kind of acknowledged. <laughs> I just, I'm like, yep, I, I, I may not agree. And I don't yeah. think that you have all the information. And I know that I don't have all the information. So let's change the subject. Yeah. But I think the upshot of that, though, is you can kind of sympathize more, I think, with people that disagree with you, because we know that that's just, I think it's just part of part of the problem is a certain amount of hubris or thinking you know more than you actually do. And I think it's a very human thing. So you hate other people less. (laughs) Or I think you could. Maybe that's the upshot. Mm -hmm. I I, I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was always told that I give everybody too much of a chance or like I, I, you know, but I'm like, well, I'd rather do that than 
just write somebody off for whatever I think they are before actually getting to know that. So yeah, I'll always give everybody a chance. Anybody gets a chance. I love it. You got to squeeze the shit to know that it's shitty. You got to <laughs> squeeze the shit. You got to give them a chance. All right, everybody. Well, I think that's a good place to uh, love that you squeezed your shit. I haven't. I love that you remember that. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about that for days. I mean, that would be a horrifying experience, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was bawling. My mom had to come get me, see what was up, and I was just like, and I was like, I got poop on my hand. I was just so bummed. Yeah. I was like, ruined my world view at that point. I, I don't know if I remember if I've been told the story. It's weird because it gets conflated sometimes as you get older. But I, I shit in the bathtub and I and it was floating around me and I was just terrified of it. Just scurrying. I didn't think to get out. But I, but I kept scurrying from one side to the other in order to kind of avoid the trajectory of the poop. And in doing so, moving the water so that the poop would then come back towards you. Uh, yeah, of course. Exactly. It would ripple off, and then it would start drifting back towards me, and I would scurry to the other side. Science. Until, uh, <laughs> until I guess, somebody noticed that I was howling and came in and scooped me out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad that this devolved into this kind of direction. That was Let Me Ask You a Question on uh. the podcast. Dial in at 929-352-6173. Actually... Send us a text. Now, you can find it in most places. You can find it on moot.tv. You can see it on our Insta, the phone number, and you can text us your questions. Um, We love hearing from you. We love hearing your questions, and we like to entertain them. And you should also hit us up on Insta or Twitter at LeMayakPod, or send us an email at letmeaskyouaquestion at gmail.com if you want to do it that way. And then go check out the other podcasts on moot.tv. we got all kinds of stuff that you could feast your ears upon we got uh, Kyle Mocha, Won't Shut Up, released a bunch of releases songs every week, so they always have original songs to listen to, and they got stuff going on over there. Jolly bunch of fellas. We got the Derek D. Dozen. We got White Wasabi. All kinds of options, everybody. You could buy the swag. We got mugs. We got we got the, the, the drunk bird. What is it? What's the, the drunk bird? Margarita bird. Margarita in the new bird. Uh, who doesn't want to? We should make another one using Mitch McConnell's neck. Oh boy! Everybody putting straws into into his his like uh, waddle, his gullet or dewlap, his dewlap. Ugh. He's got a dewlap like an iguana down there. Uh, anyways, Ugh. hit a, hit us up. We love hearing from you. And until uh, until next week, this is let me ask you a question. Love you, listeners. Until next week, bye. Mood.tv. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it all. Science.